This is a Shock Podcast. Shock. You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that is just like the Community Shield. We can also go on for more than 111 minutes. Cardio, cardio. We run marathons <laughs> all the time. <laughs> uh, more on that later, uh, the Community Shield not lasting for 110 minutes. Uh, but first, let's get this out of the way. We are now in our third season, season three. Woo-hoo! And um, there have been a few changes. First up, Karami Kamil is no longer with us, RIP. He's accepted a big money offer from a Saudi Arabian podcast. Uh, which means that there are only three of us now. Season three, three people. Me, Faisal American. Hello, hello. And Nicholas John. Hello, hello. Uh, Mirza Malik is the third wheel. Uh, he's temporarily unavailable uh, because he's been loaned out to our sister podcast that talks about K-pop. He's a big New Jeans fan. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of the Community Shield and the new Premier League season, uh, I just want to offer my deepest condolences to Premier League fans everywhere over a huge travesty. Uh, Starting this coming season, you will no longer find it easy to score against Manchester United uh, because of Harry Maguire's departure. That's right. Earlier this week, it was announced that United agreed to sell Maguire to West Ham for about £30 million. Take note that he was bought for £80 million, the most expensive defender in the world. So they're taking a £50 million loss. Uh, did I get my maths right, Nick? Uh, as a United fan, how loudly did you cheer the news that he's going to be leaving? Uh, not very loudly. I'm, I'm not Mivza. None all. of us are, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to admit, Maguire has been responsible for more than a few head-in-your-hands moments over the past couple of like, seasons. Like uh, the head in his hands and when he exactly. scored <laughs> When he scores those own goals. So I, I don't think there'll be many United fans who are too sad to see him leave. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, we posted this meme uh, on our social media. This TikTok video of people cheering the news. And it is one of our most well-liked <laughs> posts. I think it had like 11,000 likes. And it's understandable because on so many occasions, you know, he's ended up costing United the game and it says a lot about a player when you have more bloopers on your highlight reel than (laughs) actual highlights Uh, but okay here's the thing having said that uh, as error prone as he was I don't think it was entirely his fault Mm. Uh, in a sense that I think it got to a stage where his confidence, his mental state was gone. You know, Mm -hmm. the harder he tried to do well on the pitch, the more things went wrong for him. And it it just reached a stage where I think his position at the club became untenable. And and players normally Mm -hmm. when you reach this level, you know, this state, you need a fresh start. Uh, he, because he's a decent player, you know, all things considered. But yeah, he, when he was signed, he was a highly rated defender. Exactly. Uh, but I think it, 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 after his, his whole episode at United, it's reached a point now where he desperately needs a new environment, new teammates, new coach to get over his slump, you know, mm-hmm. which hopefully he will get at West Ham. And, and, and yeah, yeah, like, like I said, he's, he's a decent mm-hmm. player. He came very highly rated, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I guess it, it just didn't work okay. out for him. Yeah. How much of it was actually United's fault, do you think? Because 80 million pounds, mm. most expensive defensive signing ever. Mm. That must have been a huge weight on his shoulders. And people respond to pressure differently, especially pressure in playing for a club like United with their history. Yeah, exactly. I, and, and I think that tag definitely uh, uh, weighed on his shoulders. And also, uh, mind you, when he came to United, he was also being billed as England's next big mm-hmm. centre-back. You know, And England has a long history of having very, very, very uh, good defenders. Oh, funnily enough, right, being a big defender was one of the reasons why David Moyes didn't sign him for United because he thought uh, he was a bit too big. He had a fat ass, he said. Yeah, clunky. <laughs> yeah, but but, you know, most expensive uh, club defender, like the next up-and-coming England centre-backs. It, it, there was pressure on two fronts. And I think uh, not so much United's fault, but I think partly the supporters' fault because I don't think they gave him the space to kind of, you know, find mm. his footing. You know, the moment he arrived, the fans immediately expected him to perform up to that that world class yeah. standard, and, yeah. and they wanted a yap stamp, but they got a yap. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a, a bit uh, too much, too soon for him, I think, at United. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, right. Um, he does find his footing at West Ham, and I'm sure United fans will be a bit forgiving when West Ham travel to Old Trafford later on. Uh, maybe they'll even cheer him when when he scores his own goal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't be cheering. (laughs) Now, the Community Shield happened at the weekend. Arsenal won it on penalties after the game ended level at one all at the end of a very long injury time period. And naturally, the managers were complaining about the new injury time rules. What do you think about it? Yeah, look, uh, like any new rule, I think managers, players, supporters... They'll uh, always complain, right? Yeah, they always complain. But but I think it, it's just something that they, they have to get used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw it when VAR was first introduced. People were complaining, oh, we don't like it. It's not working and all that. Mm-hmm. Slowly, they're, they're starting to get used to it now. We also saw it with, if you can remember as far back as uh, the, the no uh, back, the, the keeper can't mm-hmm. catch the ball when you pass it back to him, you know. Yeah. That took a while for people to get used to as well. But eventually they did. They mm-hmm. did get used to the it. The boomer mentality. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it's about time mm-hmm. that the game cracks down on time wasting. I, I recall reading an article that said that out of 90 minutes, only around like 55 minutes is actually mm-hmm. spent on open play. Yeah. The rest is all like interruptions, the ball going out, free mm-hmm. kicks, wasting time and all that. So it's about time that they, they, they crack down on this. Uh, but, but this injury time rule that they, they've implemented is not exactly new. Uh, we saw it at the World Cup in, in Qatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it, it worked well for the most part. Um, and like I said, the, the only sort of like uncertainty is that normally, you know, you, you expect at the end of 90 minutes, maybe like a minute, two minutes, three mm-hmm. minutes max, you know, of, yeah. of, of injury time. Now, you know, we could stretch way beyond mm-hmm. that. But I think it's something we'll, we'll all get used to eventually. Yeah. For me, I don't have an issue with the rules per se. Mm. It's the buggers implementing them. I well. mean, we all know how good <laughs> Premier League referees are. <laughs> like we saw with VAR as Anthony well. Anthony Taylor. <clears throat> now, um, it is City's third consecutive Community Shield defeat, uh, which is nothing because let's face it, lah, right? The Community Shield is just an overblown friendly, yeah. right? Coincidentally, all three times that City lost the Community Shield, 
they went on to win the title. Mm. <laughs> no. And, and okay, uh, it's something that this is a result that City's not going to be crying about. Uh, odds are City are the clear favourites to retain the Premier League title this season. And if they do manage it right, uh, they'll be the first team ever to claim it four times in a row. I read that there are four teams who won it three years in a row. Um, City, Man United twice, Liverpool. And you know who the fourth one is? Who? Huddersfield. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Back in the 1920s, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that, that's how far I go all. back. <laughs> City potentially winning it four times in a row. I don't know about you. It sounds more like a bad stat than good. This is like Bundesliga Bayern levels of one team wonders. Uh, yeah, that, that is true. But, but I think that the only, uh, silver lining is that the other big teams thus far are still able to sort yeah, of silver, put up a fight. Silver lining? David Silva's not there anymore. Silver lining. <laughs> you know, but, but they're still able to, for the most part, put up a challenge. You know, mm-hmm. they're not exactly walking away with it per se. Um, and when these big teams do play against City, there's still an element of uncertainty to it, you know. But I think that once City starts beating every single team every single season, and we are getting there to that point. Uh, but, but until then, I, I think it's still okay. Once mm. they start dominating to that point, then I think we, we will have a problem. Right. Because it, 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 it also affects the league in terms of sort of entertainment value. A lot of that mm-hmm. entertainment value comes from the uncertainty. The challenge. The challenge, the uncertainty. Yeah. And, and unlike the other leagues, the Premier League mm-hmm. is good in a sense that sometimes even if a mid-table team or a bottom team goes up against mm-hmm. your so-called big clubs, mm-hmm. it's a 50-50 match, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's what makes the EPL so... Uh, enticing. Uh, but I think that, that if we get to that point where it becomes it, Formula it One, it becomes, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's almost like a procession. Yeah, then we'll have a problem. With apologies to our sister Formula One podcast. <laughs> All right. It's time for the big question. Huh? Who are your picks for the top four this season? For me, right? Okay, it's it's got to be City. No questions asked. I'm thinking maybe Arsenal are going to finish second again. Um, third and fourth. I don't know. I Newcastle have been quiet, right? This transfer window. I'm mm. thinking they'll be in the top four. And Ooh, big call. Uh, for me, the last, the last one is, I think United will make it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think City, without a doubt, has mm. to be in there. Uh, and, and Arsenal as well, sort of like the, 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 uh, a repeat of last season. Uh, of course, United. I'm a United mm. fan, so I have to say United. But I, I, I think Liverpool is still going to be up there in the running for mm. the top four. Uh, Newcastle. It, it depends on Liverpool's signings. I mean, okay, uh, they've got rid of uh, Henderson. Granted, Henderson wasn't playing much, uh, yeah. last season. Um, They've also lost a few guys whose deals ended. Mm, Bobby Firmino left. Mm-hmm. Currently, they've only had two confirmed signings mm. with a few more reportedly on the way. I think maybe they'll finish fifth. If they're lucky, they could pip Newcastle to fourth. 
Yeah, um, I, I think so far McAllister is is their biggest mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. signing to date, right? Yeah, uh, one of the biggest sort of criticisms of them last season were, were that they needed reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and based on what we've seen in the transfer window so far, I don't think they've, they've mm-hmm. managed to get it. Yeah, today we've just heard rumours that they're in for Moises Caicedo. Apparently they outbid Chelsea by about 10 million, I think. Yeah. It would be good if it's true. Yeah, but but outbid Chelsea by 100. I, I think that the, the the tally they were talking about was 110 mm-hmm. or yeah, something. Yeah, they outbid Chelsea that by 10 million. Crazy money though. Yeah, which makes me think though, right? If the rumours are true, they can pay Brighton 110 millions for Kaiseido. What about the 50 million for Romeo Lavia? <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, the, their transfer dealings are a little bit iffy. <laughs> I just hope that it's not another case of a desperate late signing, you know. Yeah. Balotelli. <laughs> no lie. Yeah, I, I don't think it's 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 Balotelli level, but yeah, it mm. it, it does reek a little bit of of desperation. Uh, but li- like I was saying earlier, you know, there, there are areas within the, in the Liverpool squad where we've already said last mm-hmm. season they need reinforcements, mm-hmm. and it doesn't yeah. look like they've gotten them so far. Mm. And but but I still think they'll yeah. make the top four. Yeah, they haven't been at their best in pre-season. They've been a lot of, you know, they're defending. They've been conceding a lot, but you know, it is pre-season. pre-season exactly. I mean, okay, I'll. United have been winning matches in pre-season. Doesn't mean United <laughs> are going to win the league. You see, <laughs> that so. is true. So for Liverpool, I'm going to hold off my judgment until maybe until after winter. Yeah. After the Christmas break, then I can have a better, better indication yeah. of yeah. where they're heading. The new season kicks off this weekend officially. Um, we're starting it with Man City. They're opening their title defense away against Burnley. Arsenal are up against Nottingham Forest at home. Relatively easy matches for both teams. Eh? Yeah. Um, Newcastle, they're at home against Aston Villa. Nick, I want to get your thing on Manchester United versus Wolves. I want to get more in-depth into your take on Manchester United this season, their signings, mm. um, Mount, the the new goalkeeper, I forgot what his name is. I can't. Andre Onana. Andre Onana. Uh, I think, okay, they, they've got Mason Mount, Andre Onana and uh, Rasmus Hoyland mm-hmm. were the three uh, big signings that we had. Uh, of the three, I think uh, Mount is the most interesting that I'm looking forward to uh, because apparently Eric Ten Hag actually uh, initially wanted to sign him back at his uh, in his Ajax days, mm. you know. So you know, this is a player that that's been on his radar for a long time, and apparently it has to do with Mount's uh, work ethic and his movement off the ball, mm. which is something that Ten Hag has been has been uh, trying to to improve. Yeah, um, he's got a hug on about players who can do that, right? Ha uh, ha. <laughs> uh, Hoyland, I I'm I'm you know not not. Holding my breath, uh, I think he's a bit of a gamble in a sense that he's still a work in progress. Mm. Uh, besides, other than the fact that he's, he's still carrying an injury, mm. um, uh, I don't think uh, some people are comparing whether oh, he's the next Erling Haaland. I think no, it, it's far from it, uh, at least not yet, lah. Uh, but another thing is because of the injury and because of uh, the the lack of experience, I doubt we'll be seeing too much of him in in the, the early part of the season. Uh, Next is Onana, which is a bit of a... I don't know. 
he has hints of Fabian Barthez <laughs> for me, and then I'm, that, that's not a good thing. At least he doesn't have hints of Massimo Taibi. Yeah, that would be, that that would just be tragic. <laughs> um, because look, apparently Ten Hag signed Onana because he's one of those players who can play out from the back. Mm. You know, he's just that that kind of almost a, a false sweeper mm. kind of position. Uh, but the criticism of him is that, yeah, he may be great with his feet, but he's actually quite lousy as a goalkeeper. <laughs> you know, and he's another one of those where when you type in Andre Onana on, on, in Google, mm-hmm. one of the first things you will find is a compilation of all his bloopers mm-hmm. and all his mistakes. So, you know, with a player like that, ah, he's got big shoes to fill, uh, let, let's say. Uh, I, I mean... Mm-hmm. Um, to, to replace De uh, yeah, David De Gea. I mean, say what you want about him. He's been pretty solid mm, okay. over his, his his decade or so at, at United. So I, I am in, interested, in inverted commas, <laughs> interested to see what Onana gets up to this season. United also had a f- few departures. Mm. Uh, okay. You look at that list, right? Which one makes you think, damn, he should have stayed? None. <laughs> Fred uh, has Fred gone? Is he? Is, is it? Is it a confirmed departure? Or? I'm not sure yet. Yeah, mm. uh, but, but I think United needed reinforcements. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't think uh, other than Mount Ma- mm-hmm. Mount is the only one I think is is like a really solid transfer. Uh, Hoyland, I think, is is one for the future. Onana. Mm, a b- bit of desperation because they here opted to leave, so they 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 needed someone in mm. ASAP. I, I think it'll it'll all hinge on how Mount fits into the team this season. Mm-hmm. Now, um, before we go, we're going to talk about two teams who have new managers. Um, both of them came in highly rated. We'll start Chelsea with Maurizio Pochettino. How long do you think he'll last under the <laughs> Chelsea management? <laughs> Look, Pochettino has shown. At Tottenham, uh, exactly mm-hmm. what kind of a quality manager he is. Uh, I mean, if you ignore his little spell at, at PSG, la, mm-hmm. but he's shown at Spurs that that he does have what it uh, has what it takes. Whether he can replicate that form at Chelsea or not, I don't know because it it, it boils down to whether he can get the players that he needs. Um, we know Chelsea, that the, the Chelsea owner does have a tendency to make sort of like, you know, these mm. hyped signings who are not necessarily good uh, for the club. <laughs> uh, but I think Pochettino, his track record at, at, at Spurs, I think, should put him in good stead at, at, at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I think a weirder things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> the other team is uh, Spurs with Ange Postagoglu. I mean... Um, we as Asians have been familiar with him for quite a while longer because mm. of his stint in Australia and all that. We know what he is capable of. Yep. Can he achieve anything at Spurs, especially with Harry Kane apparently leaving? Here's the thing, though. There are articles now saying that Postacoglu could be the reason why Kane decides to stay. Mm. Because, uh, okay, what we're reading now is that Bayern Munich uh, they, they, their latest bid, I think, is about 110 plus million euros, which Spurs have decided to accept. Mm-hmm. And it's now down to Kane to decide whether he wants to go or stay. Uh, initially, Kane was the one who was pushing for the move. Uh, obviously, for, for a player of his caliber, this is an opportunity for him to go and win trophies, mm-hmm. which he can very, very likely do at Bayern. Uh, and also the fact mm-hmm. that he could potentially earn, I think, about 400 plus. Yeah. 
and Alan Shearer could drive him to the airport <laughs> so that he doesn't break his his Premier League scoring record. Yeah, and 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 he was also, I mean, rumored to be uh, potentially receiving, I think, about four hundred plus thousand a week at, mm. at Bayern or something. So yeah, initially he was the one driving. He you know the, pushing for the move to Bayern, but then now apparently he's having second thoughts because he's impressed by what Postecoglou has done at Spurs. Mm-hmm. And I think that if he can convince Kane to stay, th- I, I, I think he could be on to something because I think Kane staying at Spurs, uh, so, so, sorry, Spurs uh, success this season hinges on whether Kane decides to stay or not. Because mm-hmm. if he leaves, I do, there's definitely not enough time for them to go out and find mm-hmm. a, a suitable replacement, mm-hmm. let alone any replacement. It's always sunny. Well... <laughs> Uh, how much can he do alone, though? And and mind you, a, a lot of Sonny's goals came as a re- as a result of that partnership with Kane, and and Kane also they, they kind of play very well off each mm-hmm. other. So I, I I think if Kane stays, that would 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 help uh, Postecoglou's plans at Spurs. Now Tottenham kick off their season against Brentford. As for Chelsea, they are at home against Liverpool. <laughs> Wow, what wow. a start. I don't know. I mean, they've drawn a lot of their past uh, matches, right? I'm thinking it's going to be another one. Well, that's the, the, the easy way out, right? <laughs> to say that it's going to be a draw. Yeah, like for me, mainly it's because of the defensive frailties they've uh, Liverpool have shown in pre-season. Mm. Uh, I'm just basing it on that, yeah, it could be a one-all draw. Yeah, and 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 also you know I'm, we mentioned earlier about about the the lack of reinforcement at Liverpool. I think Chelsea have not done that that uh, greatly to kind of beef up their squad as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- still a lot of uncertainty about whether Lukaku is going to come back to the club <laughs> or if they're going to you know get rid of him or not. Chelsea were another one of those teams where last season there were many departments that you saw needed reinforcement which they've not gotten. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a case of you know both the two, two teams who who yeah. needed work but didn't get any done. And also apparently they could be in more trouble because Aren't they under a new Premier League investigation for more wrongdoings under um, uh, Roman Abramovich? Abram- uh, yeah, Abramovich. yeah. And, and if found guilty, they could be looking at fines and, and points deductions and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, look, Man City have had those accusations hanging over them for the longest time. It, it's not bothered them. I don't think this will bother uh, the players on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's more something for the like the, the higher ups at the club to worry about. Okay, be sure to catch this weekend's matches live on Astro. With that, we have come to the end of our first episode of the new season of the Portball Sportscast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We love all of you, including you, Aaron. <laughs> We've not forgotten you. <laughs> Did I get his name wrong? <laughs> Aaron. No, was he Aaron? Adrian. Adrian. That's Apparently, him. we did forget him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Adrian. I am Faisal American. And I am Nicholas John. See you next time.